everyone, and welcome to another edition of the V-Auto Podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson with V-Auto, and I'll be your host for today's conversation. To me, today's episode is pretty special because we're going to dig into a subject we have not really addressed on this podcast, and that is how are dealers optimizing the way they wholesale vehicles? And I've got two guests who know a little bit about the topic. First, Mike Maharis, General Manager of Phillips Chevrolet in Frankfurt, Illinois. Hi, Mike. Hi, thanks for having me. You bet. And also, Performance Manager Jack Groner, who works with the broader team at the Phillips Group and other upside dealers. Hello, Jack. Hello. Good to be here. Indeed. Thank you guys for joining. Now, Mike, you're effectively our star of, of today's show. So if, if I may, and for the sake of our listeners, perhaps you could give us a little bit of background on you, maybe how you got your start in the car business and your role there with Phillips. Sure. Well, thanks again. And uh, yeah, I've been in the car business for 30 years and I've been with the uh, Phillips organization 25 of those 30 years. My role at the dealership is uh, I'm the general manager of our uh, our group, uh, managing partners. So I'm the general manager of all three stores, extremely hands-on and extremely hands-on in the used car world. Uh, with the challenges that we have faced and the challenges that we face ahead, you have to stay ahead of the curve for sure um, in this volatile market. And it's it's been uh, it's been a good run. I've I've been through all the economic cycles of the car business and looking forward to tackling the next challenge for sure. You you know there's another one coming. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> there's another thing. Well, let, let's talk about wholesaling wholesaling vehicles for a minute. And and you're currently using a Cox Automotive solution upside to help to help you with wholesale. And I thought maybe we could start by 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 asking what were some of the business factors or perhaps the pain points that led you to say, you know what, maybe this is not a bad way to go about wholesaling cars? Yeah, sure. So what led me to it was I was actually at uh, NADA about a year and a half ago and um, was uh, approached and uh, went through the whole program and actually met with uh, Dale Pollock at that time. And he ran through the program uh, with me as well. And uh, I kept going back to the name Upside. Hmm. It was an intriguing part, like, because, you know, everyone's got a niche, everyone's got the new thing figured out. And it just kept sticking with me, like Upside. I got to really look into this because at the end of the day, if there's Upside for the dealer, then I really need to investigate this. And mm -hmm. I got to tell you, I, I was not on board right away, you know, we were, you know, at the show and I actually had some of my guys with me and I brought them over to the booth and I let them listen to it. And we had dinner over it uh, that night and um, they were not on board at all. If, if I, I made the dealership with all my key players, with the uh, used car managers and directors at all, all three of our stores and they really him and hawed because they're setting their way of wholesaling cars in today's market at the time a year and a half ago. But once we learned a little bit more, we're risk takers. So, you know, we collectively came together and said, this is like legalized gambling and used cars with no downside. So we gave it a hmm. shot. 
Okay. Okay. So, so you, you alluded to something kind of like the way you've always wholesaled cars. So describe a little bit of that process. What were you moving away from? Well, we were moving away from transporting the cars to the auction. Okay. Risk with transporting them there. Luckily we have a, uh, an auction not too far from us, but we had to transport them. We had to have them there. We had to reserve our numbers. Then we would, you know, go to the auction. We would go there and rep them sometimes and hope for the best. And I'll tell you that I think the single most important thing that I can take back from the upside versus the way we used to do it mm-hmm. was the notifications I used to get from my used car managers every single week on how many no sales they had. And I never mm-hmm. really questioned them. I would just get this number, nine no sales, 10 no sales, 25 no sales. And it didn't, it didn't dawn on me until we signed up with Upside that I didn't have any no sales anymore. And let me put that mm-hmm. in the perspective. Last year being an extremely volatile year with used car values, yep. had I had all those no sales, Basically what it was, was the used car manager saying, no, I'm not going to sell it because I'm not making enough money or I'm not going to lose money. Had we had all those no no sales in 2022, I can't imagine the amount of money that we would have lost because it was the used car managers waiting to the next week, hoping to get more money for it. Didn't have that problem this year with upside. Where would you peg? um, So in terms of upside and the the upside it's delivering you then compared to the the losses you might have realized had you not transitioned. uh, What are those numbers looking like right now, Mike? So when you have a base, you already know what you're going in for. So you're guaranteed an amount of money. Anything over that amount of money with that guarantee you're basically profit sharing majority going to the dealer mm-hmm. and no downside at all. So, but, but in terms of dollars, where would you, where would you put, put dollars? Uh, I, I looked at some of the stats you guys had for the for Philip Chevrolet. It looked like it was about 1400 per car that, that, that shows as profit. If I had to put a dollar on it now, I can give you an exact where I think we would have been, but what mm-hmm. I can't quantify is all the, the cars that we wouldn't have sold. So I got to imagine this software and this program single-handedly saved us probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. Wow. And you just touched on a point I wanted to ask you about. Uh, well, actually before, before I ask you that, Mike, Jack, what's, how does that, experience that Mike just shared stack with what you see with other dealers using upside. Yeah, I think the the number that also is unquantifiable is the time that a dealer gets back to uh, focus on those retail activities, you know, the time invested in repping cars, the time invested in making those decisions and so forth is really an opportunity cost taken away from what I could be doing or what a used car manager could be doing in the store. So for those dealers that are, you know, embracing and adopting a similar process as, as Mike and the team at Phillips all the way around, uh, the reward is not only financially uh, a great gain, but uh, you get to spend time doing the fun stuff. And that's selling cars, making money, having fun and, and, and greeting the guests and, and, and training our team. 
Mike, is that your experience? So I want to add to that. Yeah. So when we got familiar with the, you know, with the program and started learning the weekly guarantees, it started educating us on actually what the baseline of a, a car was worth. You know, at some, you know, at certain points, you could use all the software you want, but you were guessing on what a car was worth. Now you could go into, and this is also educating you on actually the dollar amount that you could put in a car and be confident and you're not going to lose money. So on that particular point, Mike, if you look back, um, is this, I've, I've heard other dealers talk about what you just described where you, you have some confidence there to put some money in a car, maybe even cars, you have no intention of retailing. And, but now you have a customer and you have a way of retailing that car and maybe you put them in another car. And I guess, have you quantified that impact or upside to upside? I think it's just given all our used car managers a lot more you know, control and freedom to call a car. Because the used car manager's fear is, I'm going to put the wrong amount of money in it, then I'm going to be held accountable because we're going to lose money. So this was not only a profitable acquisition for us to sign up for, but it was also very educational and, and put a lot of confidence in our used car managers. And, and just a, a process question, it touches on the point that, that Jack raised. So what we what we're describing here is is really the ability to make that call retail or wholesale exit and, and make it with confidence and clarity and i guess i'm wondering you mentioned mike that previously you guys might have been guessing but how did you arrive at an educated guess and and i'm curious how much time might that used to have taken well think about all the software that's available out there right now you got v auto you got carmax now you got upside. I mean, KBB, JD Power, Black Book, you name it. It's all out there. You need to have an exit strategy with every single appraisal. And if a used car managers know ahead of time what a car is going to sell for, it just makes it that much easier and faster. And, and in terms of the uh, the speed then, you mentioned you guys have no sales. Are you seeing your money for those cars and able to apply that money faster? It seems like that would be another benefit too, is it helps re redeploy your capital at a quicker turn. Well, think about a no sale at an auction where there's a snowstorm, okay? So you don't mm -hmm. sell the car on Thursday. The next week you get a snowstorm. Do you think that car is gonna run through the chutes that week? Not a chance. Lost keys, lost cars, values just, the decreasing by day there's just and that's not an option i have a no sale anymore not in this market understood understood now what percentage of cars it looked to me like you guys send most but not necessarily all your cars that you wholesale to upside so what are the factors that determine this is the right the right place for upside or this car should go over here so in the beginning we decided to go 100 percent Everything mm -hmm. went to upside because we wanted to know if the, the junks were working or, you know, we call them out of market trades, you know, something that may be bringing more money in Texas versus, you know, I'm in the Midwest, you know, it could be bringing a lot more money. So we would kind of take a feel of the market. We put a hundred percent of everything that we weren't going to retail on our lot. 
Now, mind you, the definition of a wholesale could be different to a lot of people. We're not talking just junk. These could be vehicles, for instance, our own product. We may be able to get four or $5,000 over MSRP through the auction when we have are selling them right here on our lot brand new at MSRP. So wow. we're probably running about 90% now going through uh, upside and the guys get together and they communicate between the three stores where we could get the maximum amount of money. Interesting. So, so the, and, the, and those other places, I guess, would be more traditional auctions or just uh, online auctions or maybe even wholesalers themselves. They're mostly towaways and, and we do utilize uh, uh, CarMax here and there. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Jack, on, on that particular point about the, I guess, volume commitment, for lack of a better word, to upside, what's been the experience? I It seems like Mike may not be alone and maybe trying it for everything and then finding sweet spots where, but still a majority. Yeah, I think trying it for everything is one angle, but the nice thing about upside is it pairs with KBB's instant cash offer. And a lot of dealers right now, or there's a lot of messaging out that says, we'll buy your car. And it's been yeah. that way. But sometimes that message isn't uh, translated as well when the car or the offer that comes in might be on a 15-year-old car with uh, miles that are definitely wholesale. And, and sometimes with buy centers and reaching out to those guests that have those older cars that are higher mileage, where it's not going to be a retail piece, aren't treated with necessarily the same enthusiasm at some stores. When you have upside, you know, it's exactly that. Whether it's that retail piece or the wholesale piece, however you want to define wholesale, um, you will know going into it exactly what you're going to get with the potential, of course, for upside and really keep buyers engaged. Those folks that are on the front line that are out there helping the store with customer acquisitions off the street. They get a car that comes in that they know they're not going to retail, but that they know that they can wholesale. They know that they can make money doing it. And that's really where the, the magic comes in, I think, with some of those older cars that, you know, might not be as attractive or, or even something you'd put your license plate frame on. Good. I appreciate that, Jack. Um, Mike, going back to, a, you know, like what is a wholesale and the definition of wholesale, um, how often are the cars you're wholesaling ones that are say fresh, you just got them and you made that call versus ones that are, have been around for a little bit and maybe you gave a shot to, but now's the time. Great question. Well, we run a 30 day turn. Uh, we failed if the car's still here for 30 days, but we make that decision when we appraise the car, you know, it's, you know, in the market, it's volatile. You know, we run an ICO on every single appraisal, sight unseen, Facebook marketplace, fresh trades, trades at the curb, sell onlys, everything gets an ICO. We make that decision on the spot. You make me think of a, a topic that I've been thinking a lot about lately, and that is uh, variability among appraisers. Um, and so it sounds to me like you've got a standard process, you know, with 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 ICO and, and KBB, no matter the sourcing channel. Um, so what have you noticed from from your position, Mike, in terms of folks hitting hitting the cars in, in more of a consistent fashion, booking the cars in more of a consistent fashion? Well, you got to stay consistent. That's why we run the ICO on every single 
you know, every single deal. And we are a uh, KBB instant cash offer buying center. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times the customers are coming in, they've already been prepped and they've already been online and we can already see what's been offered online. And we compare it in, you know, don't, go, don't get me wrong. We, a lot of times will go above that, you know, to try and get the car because we are, we, without inventory, you know, we're, we're out of business and yeah. it's a controllable inventory right now. You, you can't really control your new car inventory where you is where you could uh, control your uh, used car inventory right now. And it's extremely important for our survival. Yep. And I think that's true for, for other dealers as well. I, I'm curious, I, I, maybe I should know the answer to this, Mike, but have you, we've talked about wholesaling cars. Have you used the upside direct side of, of the house as when it comes to acquiring cars at all? Every single week, my guys are on there uh, perusing the, uh, uh, the website and they're looking, uh, uh, to purchase vehicles, absolutely 100%, especially and, on uh, yeah, how, how, how would you describe, I guess, have they made some buys then over, over time? Where else can you go to shop for a car that starts at 50% of MMR? Okay. Okay. So you're, you're satisfied with the, the cars they've brought in at, and the margin they might have as you've purchased them there? No doubt about it. Okay, great. I guess one one final uh, question, Mike, is as you think of other dealers and maybe those who might look at Upside and say, oh, man, too good to be true. Maybe they have less, maybe Upside doesn't speak to them the way it spoke to you, you know, when you when you heard the name initially. But what might you say to them at this point based on your experience? Well, when was the last time we were able to put in a VIN, run an appraisal, a number spits out and you're able to actually sell it at that figure where it's guaranteed. That's a good point. Jack, any last thoughts from, from you here before we go? No, I appreciate being invited today. The team at Phillips is fantastic to work with. And, and I think the success comes with, you know, just their commitment to the process. And that, uh, I guess that's with anything in life, right? When we commit to that, we're going to do something and execute something, we, we get the results or typically we get the results that we expect. And uh, on the on the upside purchases, you know, I'd, I'd say there's an upside to folks and dealers out there that buy those cars because almost all of them come with Deal Shield. So there's protection that you can bid with confidence that when you're buying these cars, you're getting a car that you're going to truly be able to retail. Wonderful. Well, Jack, Jack thank you for, for joining us. Mike, it's been a pleasure to meet you here and speak with you. And I'm very grateful for you taking your time for us. Appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. You bet. You. And folks, everyone listening in, thank you for joining this episode of the V Auto Podcast. Until next time, stay well.